0: The Ninja Rob Podcast with Marco Pirazzo and Tim Carpenter, the podcast for the
1: true martial artist.
2: Has anybody watched this whole Michael Jordan 10-piece documentary?
0: Why not? I started it the other day, but then I got hooked into uh, Jack Ryan. Ugh. What? I got hooked into a new show. Ugh. I just finished Jack that. Jack Ryan? Jack Ryan, yeah. Yeah, but on I Amazon. I do want to watch you know, a show pie, with a dude dude. with
1: two first names.
0: <laughs> yeah. no, Jack Ryan is, uh, did you ever see The Hunt for Red October? I That's mean it, that yeah. was like so long ago. Yeah, that was like a, kids. Yeah, great was like,
2: character. I don't think they do a good job on the show.
0: Oh, there's a good show. I don't I don't it's like not. I don't like Jim as <laughs> as Jack Ryan because he he's definitely not a Jack. Like Jack's a cool guy. Right. And Jim is not a cool guy. Gotcha. So it should be Jim Ryan.
2: So have you watched the The Last Dance?
0: Absolutely. I'm gonna watch it. It's, I have it's on the list. But I hate basketball too. I do too. I like basketball. But I love sports documentaries. I love anything about winners. Uh, maniacal winners like michael
2: so jordan that's what I, I wanted to talk about because i was listening on the radio and we're going to get into and, uh, our other the president too maniacal, what's that
0: maniacal winners like michael jordan and the president
2: <laughs> and donald trump <laughs> duterte those kind of yeah, yeah. guys Yeah, Bolsonaro, uh, those guys kobe bryant kim jong-un <laughs> so people are talking about two things one is michael jordan's eyes have you seen his eyes they've always been drunk person's eyes okay what's up they're talking about like you know he's kind of like he's got jaundice like, he needs to be under lights oh. like a child. The other thing is people are thinking that he might have some regrets on how he treated his, um, his coworkers or his teammates on the show. Not on the show, but t- during, like, how he motivated his people. His, during his career, especially because it's coming out that apparently was a bully. Everybody, Everybody knew
1: film, No, but he was a, it was different. Watching the thing, it was just like, oh, yeah, I, I'd have definitely punched on you. He's a dickhead. Yeah, but... So, the, but
2: here's the question, right? Th- the real question is, is that, like, the guys... Who do we consider the great, the, the greatest of all time that we know a lot about? They're like, Floyd Mayweather, greatest of all time. Dickhead. Major. Asshole. Yeah. Right? Yeah. You know, like... I don't know. I never met the guy. Well, I'm say, just saying, like, say, everything less, you can
1: t- Come on. John Bones Jones. Uh, I never
0: met the guy. <laughs> <I> mean, Donald <laughs> Trump. Seems like a great
2: guy. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah. Come on>. <laughs> <laughs> so... The point I'm trying to make, and Tim's trying to ruin, is that a lot of these guys, the only way that they could be successful, is by giving themselves the boogeyman, the enemy, because there's never an enemy good enough to challenge them. Wow, Kobe Bryant too, right? He was like you, a you know, kid. like you you have to even on a much lesser extent because you know jujitsu isn't that widespread. But to us, he's really famous, like Gordon Ryan. He doesn't need to talk shit to people that he talks shit to, but he has to, to build up that, mm. that boogeyman to, to keep driving him. Because if he doesn't have the book, if he doesn't, have the, in my mind, if he doesn't have that person chasing him, how does he keep motivating himself?
0: I think Gordon Ryan's a bit different. You think? Cause I think, I mean, I've met him twice and he's been a, quiet, but he's just a nice guy. He's never, there, I never saw any, any of the things that he does. I think the online stuff is just like to drum up, Attention and business. Okay,
2: but he but, um, but he is an asshole online.
0: Yeah, but I think that's for that's for money. That, that's a, a way of making money. I think. So you don't um, think he believes? So I don't, you, I don't so think, you think he feels his, like he has any competition. So, so you that's think, why he, I think he's so relaxed when he he's
2: um, he's lying online? He's th- no, all that is false. I don't know if I would say he's Rick Flair.
0: He's he's being inflammatory to make money. So he's lying. No.
2: The inflammation I'm is not true. saying he
0: doesn't necessarily believe in everything that he's. I don't, I don't know the guy. I don't know what I don't. You said you've
2: been around him twice.
0: Yes, but I don't know him. <laughs> um,
2: well, we don't know Michael Jordan. We don't right, know exactly that's why. like...
0: So, so people we, usually, the things that it takes to become the best at things usually doesn't make you like the most well rounded, nice person.
2: For sure. Agreed 100%. And, yeah.
0: Like, and that's the point I'm driving at. And I'm sure that I would hope I regret things that I've done in the past. Like anybody that grows up as you're older, I would hope he would look back on things and be like, "Oh, maybe I shouldn't have done that."
2: Who's he? Which he? Michael
0: Jordan. Re- okay. Every everybody I think does that. I don't think he regrets it. Yeah, I, I mean, that's so not what, what you, I got. From you, so you saw it and you didn't. So I you're, did. You're, oh, you did see it. Did not. You did not see. it. Yeah. So you saw it. But I
2: followed you basketball my whole life. You okay. didn't. So I have a much, you know, like I have a, a perspective on Jordan that you don't. Know. Uh, no, I've seen documentaries about it, so I know. I mean, <laughs> great. Okay. Great.
0: I think I know. I've heard. So I've heard Michael Jordan stories about how he's a dick. Every documentary Bad is about tipper. how he's a maniac? I've
1: heard, I've heard horror stories of like autograph situations, even from other stars, like a person, like a celebrity. is like, oh my god, Michael, duh, 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 duh. yo, get the, 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 the fuck that, out of my sh- face.
2: The Chamillionaire story, yeah, that's uh, terrible. Uh, uh, yeah,
1: who's Chamillionaire? His is name is Chamillionaire. <laughs> We're gonna consider him a celebrity. <laughs> um, I mean, what's at okay, the time? So, so at maybe the time, he doesn't want to be around. No, no, no. Hold on. At the time, he had like the biggest song in the entire world, "Rotten Dirty." I see them rolling. They (laughs) They had a whole fucking, like, Def Jam party, which he's the star at Def Jam. Michael Jordan comes to this party, and Mm -hmm. he's basically, this man really is the guest of honor. You're at my party, you Uh know? And he sees Michael Jordan. He just bought a Michael Jordan, um, um, jersey for charity for some crazy amount like $15,000 mm-hmm. and he wanted to, to tell you know he went up to Mike man I'm a big fan bro I just I just purchased the da 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 what well, can I take a picture and Mike was like if somebody don't get this nigga out of my face <laughs> Damn. and him Damn. like in front of these women like are you a woman like wait, I only take wait, pictures wait, wait. with women
2: sounds like something Tim would say
1: <laughs> no no we're not going to put that we're not we're not we're not, we're not gonna put, <laughs> no, no
2: let's let's say, wonder why no wonder why <laughs> you gonna, love Michael no, Jordan let's, okay. let's clarify <laughs> that's, that, that that's sounds the, like
0: something the character that, that Marco created okay, yeah, <laughs> the,
1: the, the, the shadow version <laughs> <laughs> this other version yes um, uh, yes, yes no the bizarro, <laughs> the bizarro <laughs> cross my lips <laughs> <laughs> the, bizarro, the bizarro version yes, yeah but Michael Jordan Jordan always, you know, had those type of stories. But I don't think Michael Jordan regretted anything. I think he's – it's parts where he looks like he's going to cry. Yes. And yeah. I think it's frustration because he, he does he realizes that people don't understand – why? That's what he I want to yes. be such a dickhead because he he did shit that was like super fucked up. You are punching your teammates and shit. Like,
2: but, but you see, like people are talking. About, like, I'm listening on the radio today because I listen to a lot of sports talk radio, even though I don't follow a lot of mainstream sports. And they're looking at it like he doesn't have. They're claiming, and again, we don't know any of these guys, so we're just kind of conjecturing. Yeah. Is you know, can Michael Jordan just sit with his boys back from the Bulls and just hey, let's go get a meal? And and reminisce, and the overall consensus is no. Those dudes that he played with, regardless of the level of success that he brought to them, don't want to fuck with him now because of how he made them successful and how he treated them.
1: Well, obviously Scotty Pippen is now upset about the documentary and things that was on it. He was in it, so I guess there was things in that that he did. You know, he was depicted, and Michael Jordan controlled the edit, like he controlled mm-hmm. yeah, yeah This right? thing, so. I, I felt like Scotty, um, from my perspective, shouldn't have been upset, but I don't know what the dynamic is. It seemed like, Scotty, you were shown in a pretty good light, except for like two things, one or two was things. Was it the one
2: when he pulled himself out of the game?
1: Yes, that was definitely and people, one of them.
2: Th- people hold that against him to this day. Yeah,
1: and they, they highlighted that real heavy. Then there was one, a uh, 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 joint where his back was hurting and he couldn't really play. And then Michael had to like, do the whole game by himself and right. save the day. And then they talked about him kind of not being stupid, but at the time taking a contract because he was scared that he, he took a $2 million contract mm-hmm. and ended up being the number two player in the league for years. And he was like the 130 something right. lowest. I mean, yeah, the he, paid, he was paid. literally,
2: you like, could, you could have argued that at any point, if Michael Jordan wasn't in the league, he could have been the best player in the league.
1: Yeah, and he was, and there was a hundred and something people getting paid way more than him, and they put that kind of out there in the joint, and a lot of people didn't know that. It was like, holy shit! So Scottie Pippen only made this much during that time. So I don't think he wanted that shit. That's his fault. I, listen, dog. You know what I mean? Like,
0: so part of what makes Michael Jordan the best is that he's not like other people. Like he, he can't be, he can't be like Scottie Pippen and be Michael Jordan. He can't like the reason Michael Jordan is the best is not only because he dominated his fucking the game. He dominated his teammates. He dominated everything he does. He dominated the guest of honor at that party. He's like, that's what he does. I I remember the one thing I saw, it was, it was, I think one of his college teammates talking about how like they had like, they're playing a game in the guy's hometown and they went to visit the guy's grandmother. They were playing go fish with his grandmother. And he like looked over at Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan was cheating to beat the grandmother. And he, was, he couldn't believe it. And Michael Jordan's like, I'm not, I'm not going to lose. He's like, I'm not going to lose this yeah, old lady.
1: He's, he's a competitive addict. And yeah. that's what, so he also used this documentary to kind of clean his gambling thing. Okay. Like he wanted to make sure that you knew, I'm not a gambler. You know, I'm just rich mm-hmm. as hell. And I have a competitive problem. Yeah. I just like to compete, whether it's luck, whether it's.
2: See, here's the everything. thing is that most people that gamble don't have a problem with gambling. They have a problem with losing. Mm. That's, that's the issue. And Gambling's not the problem, losing is, is, is the
1: issue. And that's him. This motherfucker got a problem with losing so much he lost a game and invented a scenario in his head and lied to the whole world and said some, that a player did something he didn't do, only to admit in the documentary, like, it never happened. <laughs> I created that
2: scenario. And so speaking of that, and that's what I think he needed to create to achieve that level of greatness for himself. Like he needed to create these issues and create. And even though we don't know Gordon Ryan and we don't know uh, Floyd Mayweather, we can only assume, right? Because most normal, polite humans don't create too many issues that don't need to be created. And who knows if... Michael Jordan could have been any other way. Could he have been a nice guy and still have won six championships, retired for two years, come back, been the greatest of all time, now own the Charlotte Hornets. Professional or the baseball Charlotte, player. Professional baseball player for two years. Yeah. Like,
1: could he? Could, could he? I think somebody's answering that, and that's the reason why this documentary exists. But so the, the only answer? reason why the documentary exists is because LeBron James was pretty much destined to win this year. And he, the original release was after the finals. Oh, okay. He so the only reason why it came out when it, now is because the season got canceled. But he literally put the documentary documentary together for that because once people are already looking at LeBron like, okay, this guy might be the guy, right? Uh, no, yes. Might be so, the guy. And, he's a
2: different, it's the, a different guy a different guy. There's
1: never going to be another Michael Jordan. It's not listen, even close to But Michael what Jordan. I'm saying is people are looking at him like he's the guy. People talk about LeBron James like he's the guy. There are rumors about LeBron James playing against Michael Jordan when he was 16 years old. There's footage that exists of this. They're talking about a lot of things. And then um, also the human being. Nobody has these stories about LeBron James. People love LeBron James, and in the black community, LeBron James is a rider. Mm-hmm. He speaks out on our issues, like LeBron James. Well, there's the James other, got there's a the other issue character.
2: that that Jordan never kind of stood up socially. He never did the things that you know, like Jordan was about Jordan. Yes, not about his community, supposedly, right? Right, like and that. in our
1: community, we we we. We hail those people a lot. You know what I'm saying? Like if it was Muhammad Ali and he said he wasn't afraid to say certain shit. Like, I'm not going to no other country and shooting these people. Right. Like Michael Jordan, he's just a dude that dunks basketball's the best. Yeah. You know
0: what so I mean? So accept him for who he is.
1: You guys should, you guys should lay <laughs> off Michael Jordan. No,
2: no, no I, I'm I'm not saying like and these aren't uh gripes or swipes at him. This is yeah. just trying ki- to like you're swiping at him. No, no, not at all. Uh no, because
1: if you swipe at him, he'll go up like he's about to do a layup and then throw the ball at your head because right. he did that to somebody. <laughs>
2: no, but he's he's amazing and like I think he's way better than LeBron. I don't care what anybody says. Like, there's just just things about him. LeBron doesn't have that killer instinct. The guy that in my mind that I've watched that comes close, but not quite, is Kobe. Right? Uh, but neither
0: of those guys ever had a movie with
1: Bugs Bunny in it. Oh, yeah, they say mm-hmm. he doesn't even lose the cartoons. <laughs> huh? Yeah, exactly. They, they like, say my, <laughs> you can't even... You
2: Isn't know. LeBron working on Space Jam 2?
0: I Nobody think, gives a fuck about I, Space Jam 2. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. Le, like, LeBron James is great. Uh, the other guy, Kobe Bryant's great. But Michael Jordan is Michael Jordan. Right. Like, who...
2: So, but this is, these are the arguments that happen all the time, right? On like sports when, talk when, radio. Like, was Doctor J, and then Larry Bird and Magic Johnson, and they were the greatest. And then I Michael say Jordan Magic
0: Johnson might be the greatest. What he's accomplished, yeah, he's, he beat AIDS. So let's see. That would be the real. If we could give Michael Jordan AIDS and see if Michael Jordan's competitive enough to beat AIDS.
1: Yo, let me tell you something. If Magic Johnson beat AIDS, Michael Jordan was going to trash AIDS. <laughs> yeah, right?
0: He was going to trash AIDS. Yeah, I would give. Uh, so I would say Michael Jordan number one, Magic Johnson. Is like one A
2: really? Yeah. <laughs> oh, because of his, just for the AIDS, yeah. Just because he's he's basically tied AIDS. No, he's he still it, has it. I thought he doesn't have it. No, no, no hey, the levels are so low that they don't show up on tests. Yeah, but if he it, stops he taking that it. medicine, no, 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 See, they have to take tell you
1: that. that. He they have take to medicine. tell you that so they don't tell you there's a cure for it. Yeah, yeah.
2: Doctor Sebi. No, it wasn't Dr. Shetty. He got That's it from the lab. We might get shot if we talk Dr. about Dr. Dr.
1: Havinchka's guy and shit like that. One of Tim's guys.
2: <laughs> yes. okay. All right. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> hey man, we got a We got to We're here on Memorial Day. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah we yeah. are.
1: I forgot.
0: What
2: do you What do you got there, buddy? Coke energy. Diet, Diet so Is this an official yeah, yeah. sponsor? Zero sugar. Is an
1: official sponsor or no? no? I'm covering it up. Uh, <laughs> covering up and talking about it on an on a audio podcast. Yeah.
2: <laughs> I will say that uh, the lack of caffeine, if you're a caffeine person, if you go a day without it, it is the worst fucking thing in the world.
1: Yes. I take it from an ex-addict. I used to be addicted to energy drinks. Uh-huh. Like, disgusting.
2: I haven't had caffeine in like 30 hours Last night was rough. Why? This happened. Not on. I'm gonna get something right after this. Yeah, no. so do, as uh, soon as
1: you taste a soda or something like a cola, you're just per- <laughs> oh yeah, man, yeah, yeah. and it is so fucked up because you know it's a mental thing because the it it didn't do anything to your body. The minute it touches my tongue, yeah, you feel good. I'm back. Right. I'm good.
2: That's but there crazy. is some science to the receptor. There's like definitely how- like
0: withdrawal from it. You have like physical withdrawal. But he's right. Like as soon as you- I, like if I don't have coffee when I wake up, I get like I feel like I can't do anything. As mm. soon, soon as I take cook, a sip,
1: uh, I'm, how's your mood? Nah, my mood. I don't have like mood swings where I'm like angry about shit. I'm just tired and unenthusiastic yeah. about doing anything.
2: Right. Yeah. I so, and I get moody. Like my mood gets bad. Mm. Yeah. So. What is it normally? <laughs> Joe Vile, happy, I would hate to see you. Bu- bubbly. You want to take mine? <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. Not after your lips have been on. it. Oh, man. So, yeah, I'm off caffeine. Not for any reason, just happened to be off caffeine, but we were asked to kind of start reminiscing about the old days. Oh. The throwbacks. Are
0: we doing that today?
2: That's what we said we were going to do last week. Damn. Yeah. The old Maxercise days. The original. I didn't prepare anything. Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu school in Philadelphia.
0: You you got taken there by a friend.
2: I went there with a friend. I didn't get taken there. We both went together. The first time there was our friend. Oh, I thought a, he
0: went there first. No. no, no. Okay.
2: Now My friend Nate, we were doing judo at the time, oh, and okay. uh, there was, uh, I've, t- I've told this story in the past, but I got into judo, because I watched the UFC, and Nate was like, there's this dude in a judo gi, and he's beating everybody, and he's using all judo moves. Come on. Really? And I watch it. Yeah. And I'm like, I go, you do this? He goes, Yeah. I go, and that little Brazilian guy's beating that big Ken Shamrock dude. He goes, Yeah. I was like, from Brazil. I was like, they don't even have food down there. Come on, <laughs> like, you know, like like I if he could do it, so can I. And we go to judo and they were kind of they knew a jiu-jitsu, but they were you know, like yeah. judo judo schools are at least back then were very Japanese y, traditional, you know, each knee Japanese-y. sign. Japanese <laughs> Japanesey traditional, you know, like each knee, Sanchi, you know, like yeah. they counting things out. And, you know, even the terms of the of the movements all in Japanese. And I, I thought judo was awesome. It wasn't exactly what I was seeing in the UFC, but it was right. close enough where I was like, okay, this is cool. I, I see the arm locks. I see the the throws. And I see, all you know, all, all this other stuff. And there was a guy there. His name is Ed Levine. And he had, was training him exercise, and he goes, "Hey, Marcos, I, like, I hear you're a big UFC fan." I go, "Yeah, I love it. I think it's awesome." He goes, "Hoist Gracie has a school here in Philadelphia," and I'm like, right. "What? The, the Hoist? Yeah, you could have said Michael Jordan was going to teach me how to play basketball." And I go, "Hoist Gracie." I go, "Yeah." He goes, "I go, where is he? he?" Gives me the address. I tell my buddy Nate, "I go, yo, let's." let's you said, go "Where
1: is he? Where? No, where is the school?" Oh, let's say, it? like, we he's going to pull up yeah, and he yeah, was no, going no, 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 <laughs> no,
2: no. Uh, I could go into my first interaction with Hoist, too. It wasn't, wasn't very pleasant.
0: Anyway. It's like meeting Michael Jordan. Well, it's like I'm you're a chameleon <laughs> and he's Michael Jordan.
2: Basically, yeah. yes. I was chameleon there. Yes. So let that be a lot, Like, you should never,
0: like, don't. Don't press. A lot, a lot of times, you don't want to meet the people that you look up to. Yeah. Well,
2: I agree with you 100%. Like, you want to
0: keep them, and you, you definitely don't want to get to know them.
2: Icarus you, and the wax wings.
1: I can't wait to hear know, how he not, disrespected Cole Kill- Kill- Killiannere. Yeah. <laughs> No, just like let so them you be, the
2: be your heroes and leave yeah, them exactly. there. Don't yeah. don't try to exactly find like out it who,
0: what's behind the, the the curtain.
2: Yeah. So we go up there, and the judo school was run somewhat traditionally, not like Eastern meditative, but you know, like bowing in, and you know, blah blah blah. blah. And the I, I really appreciate that my first martial arts instructor is this guy Art Bourgeau because a really good, really good guy, super fun. Owned a bookstore, wasn't a professional martial artist, but you know, was really dedicated to judo, taught three times a week, you know, that that kind of thing. And then I go to Maxercise and it was completely different. You know, people are farting on the mats and, you know, there's no bowing in. It's a bunch of younger guys, like, you know, in the early 20s, late teens. And, you know, all they're talking about is fighting and how, you know, the the conversation always revolving around how these other martial arts suck and judo sucks and karate sucks (laughs) and boxing sucks. And I was like... Wow. Oh, okay. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. You know, like, I don't know enough of it sucks or not, but the judo guys are the ones that told me to come here and check it out. And what I thought was the coolest thing was doing both. Right. So I would do some judo and then I would go do jujitsu and sometimes even on the same day. And the first time that a jujitsu moved worked in judo class, it was like, uh, like, you know, somebody opened the book and, you know, like it started glowing and I'm like, a oh, fuck. These Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu guys know what they're talking about. And it's like I had this Judo black belt on top of me, and I'm still like a white belt. And I did a bump and roll, mm-hmm. and the guy's like, "How did you get me off of you?" <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It was it was crazy. Yeah, it was like <laughs> it was like one of those moments. And I go, I go, yeah, something they taught me in
0: Jiu-Jitsu. Yeah, it's interesting because a lot of times in Judo, like you have to you have to pin a guy for 25 seconds. You got to pass his guard to pin him, but you got to hold him for 25 seconds to win the match. Um, so a lot of times you you rarely see once a guy's pinned like especially in, you don't see the mount too much in judo competitions, but you don't see a person just do like a basic bump and roll out of mount. A lot of times you'll see guys basically give up once they get pinned in judo. Um, so it's, it, it's like, a, it's rare to see somebody have a technical escape from, it's usually just, you know, roid rage out of it right? or a jujitsu guy. will figure out a technical way out of it.
2: You know, an elbow escape yeah. or, or something. And if you watch enough judo, Tim's right. Like, you know, you're way more experienced in judo than I am, but, uh, the guys, especially at the high level, like once the groundwork happens, the groundwork is either uh, usually one person is really good at it or they're both not, Yeah. right? You, you know, you're not seeing a lot of exchanges back and forth. Like you'll see highlight reels of somebody sent me the highlight reel of this Japanese girl where, and you've said this in the past, where she hits a throw and you never see a jitsu person do this. Like jujitsu person might hit a throw and then get into a move where a judo person hits a throw and is jumping onto an arm lock or jumping into a choke or spinning into uh you know a, a, a choke where the dynamics of the rule set of judo kind of call for that a little bit more than it, they do in jiu-jitsu.
1: So are you saying they don't work it like step by step, they jump steps? Yeah.
2: Cuz they have to because like in judo you'll if you're not progressing, stand back up.
0: Um, the throws get, worth way more. You'll get anywhere from like two to 20 seconds to get into a good position in a judo match and then they'll just stand you back up and start over oh so it's time to work Whereas jiu-jitsu is just you just go like if it's six minutes you go for six minutes whatever happens happens and that's why pulling
2: guard can be a thing right in judo you can't pull guard
0: but yeah like as soon as somebody like kind of hits the mat you'll either personally either try to flip them over and pin them or just jump onto a submission real quick and they'll work for it sometimes they'll give them you know between like i said two and 20 seconds and then they'll just
2: stand them up and the referees will not separate you if you like you're getting tapped mm-hmm. they won't jump in and like save you They just raise their hand they just raise their hand. hand
1: so how the fuck are you supposed
2: to know like you uh, gonna break my arm? basically yeah. one or the other yeah or or you see a lot you see way more people get choked to sleep in judo than you do in jujitsu so tim what was your first kind of day walking into my exercise what was that like um
0: i was training judo too and there was guys at the judo school that there was a uh, ancona judo mark and this irish guy brendan and they all used to fuck me up i could i could do pretty well on the ground with pretty much everybody except for like the high level guys right, in and the and judo those class. are the
2: same two, uh, two out of those three guys were at the philadelphia judo and Club uh as
0: well. yeah those guys used to fuck me up and somebody told me that they Trained at Maxsize. I was like, oh, that's cool cuz I had heard of Maxercise, I wanted to go there, but it was too far away. Like I lived in Westchester and it was Yeah, in the Westchester
2: city. is like by public transportation it'd be like 2 hours from Maxsize, no, like right? About an hour. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, hour by bus?
0: Maybe an hour to 69, maybe 45 minutes to 69 street, maybe half hour to Okay. on the subway, maybe, I don't know. I used to do it all the time, but that was like my whole day. So um Yeah, so I trained with those guys, they would fuck me up. Um this Irish guy Brendan, he was a white belt at both places, but he he wasn't – to me, he seemed like he was amazing at, at jiu-jitsu, but he was terrible. And uh, he, w- he choked me to sleep. He, w- he was just like a strong guy that knew a little bit of jujitsu, jitsu and he could like destroy me. So eventually, um, Brad got his driver's license because I was 15 at the time. Okay. And then we started going to uh, exercise on Saturdays just for the – we'd do one class a week and then open mat.
2: I would do the same thing, yeah. Um,
0: and I was – I had trained judo for two years, so I was pretty good on the ground so when i my first day at open mat i could do well against most of the blue belts and it was like a different totally different style than what i was used to guys wouldn't just turtle up like it was more it was just more interactive like guys would come at you you would come at them um but i was able to do pretty well against the blue belts and then i went against uh little aaron Hershorn oh okay there's a, there's a blast from the past yeah he was like a little guy so i thought i would smash him but he was really good and he was like the first time where a, a guy did like crazy jujitsu to me and like spun around got on my back and, and he was an athletic homie. kid too. Yeah, yeah he yeah. was like a small jack guy yeah you know it was him and then uh no one had ever got me with a triangle choke before and then i rolled with rick <laughs> and i like he tried it and i was like i'm gonna get out of this because i was like 300 pounds there's like, like nobody could triangle me and within like 10 seconds i was like about to pass out so um i had ups and downs my first day but i remember what i loved about it was like the um you come in and you sit downstairs in the waiting room and there's like class going on upstairs and right. you, had to, you had to wait to be called up it, it was it, it was they yeah there was something like, about that like yeah, there's something
2: f- special going on and you're not allowed up there yeah
0: yeah yeah. so one and then you would see like guys coming down all sweaty and like some of them were like like you like who's that guy like he's got a blue belt on holy uh, shit yeah like, yeah you know who's
2: that superhero yeah
0: and uh then you would get to go up and do your class and train or whatever, but it was just, it was cool. And then um, I used to like, there was always like fights or something on the TV.
2: Yes, matches or MMA fights, yeah.
0: Um, And it was a lot of stuff like I hadn't seen, like tons of stuff I hadn't seen, like stuff in Brazil or, you know. um, But it was, I I, I don't even know how, I think it was just the fact that it was so new and so like such uncharted territory. I can't, I don't know what people feel like now when they come into jujitsu school, but I can't imagine it's the same sort of like level of because when people come in i'm very friendly right everybody's very friendly
2: it wasn't that particularly friendly it wasn't off-putting right but you could there was an edge to it much more than there is like
0: we're here to fuck people up like
2: and that's interesting right because it's they were packed they were making money they were you know like business was good but i don't think it was because they had the the right mentality
0: but it was also a different there was definitely like some you know like older guys there and but for the most part, it was guys between the ages of like 18 and 30.
2: Right, young. You know what I mean? Like just
0: guys that wanted to get after it.
2: And wanted to fight like horse Gracie.
0: Yeah. Like it's not that we had any notion of becoming MMA fighters. Like that wasn't even a possibility.
2: Well, the, well really. no, right. You know yeah. what I
0: mean? Or even competing really in jiu jitsu. Like I had seen some jiu jitsu tournament tapes, but I didn't, there was no tournaments really in the US.
2: Right. And also the kind of lineage that they were under at the time didn't kind of promote that right. either
0: i always wanted competition because i had competed in judo a bunch of times already so i really liked to compete and uh i had seen jiu-jitsu tournaments and I, it looked like um a cooler like it was a slower pace than a judo match which i like i like slow right <laughs> <laughs> um so I, I really wanted to compete in jiu-jitsu tournaments but i had never even thought of of uh actually fighting at that point you know
2: and i one of the things that they kind of pushed either explicitly or implicitly was the room is tough enough and you don't need to compete and there's not you know we're the best and we come from the best lineage and Mm -hmm. they're not doing jujitsu we are there was there you know there was definitely a narrative that was being pushed that i think once we look back on it might not have been as accurate as they thought it was yeah yeah for sure yeah
0: but it's like you know we were kids, you know. When, uh, agreed. I, I you can j- tell your kids that Santa Claus exists and the Tooth Fairy exists. And I wouldn't change
2: them. it for anything. I really you know? appreciate it. But I'm just saying, like, you know, like looking back on it, it definitely, yeah. you know. There but was as some-
0: you grow up, you start to see like, oh, there's more to it than what.
2: I remember the first thing I, the first move I ever pulled off at Maxercise was a, a move that I saw Alexander Karelin do. Uh-huh.
0: Oh, the reverse lift?
2: The reverse lift. And I did it to Phil. <laughs> <fiddle. laughs> I used and- to
0: try to do that too for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> it, it offered no... Uh, well, positional benefit or submission threat it i was just it was the just cool, ragdolling somebody it, it,
2: the coolest thing ever <laughs> and i'm like oh he's turtled and i just you know did the reverse lift and i didn't stand up you know kind of did it from like a squatted position yeah. or whatever and i was like oh shit i pulled it off and then i'm getting submitted like six right. seconds later that yeah. was that was the beauty of it <laughs> but but my exercise there was all like the the personalities were amazing mm-hmm. right the people but Steve had a very interesting way of kind of managing the room, right? You know, like he would almost, at least in my, you know, my experience, he would build up some rivalries within the school, uh-huh. you know, talk about certain things, make sure that certain people were treated a certain way or went harder with and, you know, like that, that kind of stuff. So I thought that was interesting where that kind of stuff, at least I don't think it happens at your school. I know I try yeah. not to have it happen in my school where, you know, people are set up to get beat down or... Oh, no, no, no. Yeah, you know, like yeah. that, that kind of stuff.
0: Yeah, I didn't really see that too much. Like, Steve was always super cool with me. And uh I didn't... I mean, I could recognize that he was a little bit crazy. Yeah. You know? Especially, like, once you become part of, like, sort of the inner circle of yeah. guys. And then you hear, like, other stories about, like, before you were there, you're like, oh, shit. Um,
2: and the worst thing is to be inner circle, then be outer circle. If you're yeah. in and then get pushed yeah. out...
0: The other thing I loved about it was the brown room. Like brown room was the best. Like there's, so it was like, there's levels. you you're in the waiting room. You get invited up into the main training room. And if you're good enough in the main training room, you get invited into this like secret room in the back where, yeah, you where, don't like, know what's battles going on. Happen. You, you yeah. think it's like death matches and just, yeah. like, but it was, it was awesome getting back there. Cause it was like, it was only really tough guys. There was no easy rounds back there. Right. You know what I mean? It was always like the best guys in the gym. If they were in, if you're in the brown room with them, you're training. It's
2: or like, if, like, you know, Gracie was here for a seminar right, right, right. and he wanted yeah, to yeah. train with people, he'd go yep. back there.
1: Yeah. So that was the VIP spot, B- the club. basically. Yeah, yeah. 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 yeah,
0: it was yeah. cool. And sometimes you would, sometimes you would be invited in, but like, you you would just be happy to like sit on the
1: side and watch the train. So y'all didn't going. have a glass up where people could just watch y'all? They didn't no. want it. And, uh, the, and the
2: room was set up. It was an old building, and it was, you know, everything was plastic. The floor was plastic. The walls were plastic. Yeah. You know, plastic and foam, and it was hotter than a motherfucker in there man and- it was
0: like also different back then so there was no rash guards no spats no there was no even uh grappling shorts it was so gi was you would always train with the gi and it once in a while you would do no gi and you would just take your gi top off and you'd wear just you pants. wear gi pants and a shirt t-shirt sometimes or no shirt. people
2: would wear belts and yeah
0: um and then sometimes it'd be like all right we're training punches today and you just put on gloves and one guy would try to punch the other one while you're training it's or slaps. Yeah, slaps. It was just. It was. Uh,
2: and it was not uncommon for people to come in challenge fight and challenge, challenge for challenge matches. You know, nowadays you'd be super surprised if that happened
1: because but, people aren't as dumb. I mean, right. they're more educated on the fact because of a uh, UFC and stuff like that that you'll get fucked up. Yeah,
2: no, and they didn't know either, right? And and the Gracies did a really good job of pushing the narrative that all these other martial arts suck. And if you're a karate guy and you've been doing karate for 25 years, yeah, you don't want to
1: accept that, you, and you can't. You can't tell me my God's not real. <laughs> what, what are you right. talking about? And
2: especially if in your karate school you're knocking dudes out, yeah, and you're like, well, well how they come on? How are they going to even grab me? And so, yeah, right, right, right. And really t- easy, actually. Yeah. Yeah. And t- <laughs> and time and time again, you saw g- guys get get jacked up. Yeah,
0: that's what I mean. That's what really sold. I think all of us on jujitsu was like everybody. You grow up, you think karate is like
2: karate boxing yeah right like that if you have that like nobody can beat you
1: well i always thought karate not boxing i knew that boxing was dope but the idea of not using all four of your limbs didn't make sense to me yeah um yeah like karate kickboxing Kickboxing.
0: but i mean i had i had done karate and i like the i just didn't understand how it would how you could do that and then be able to fight like it didn't make sense to me um that's why when i saw jujitsu for the first i was like i was like that's that looks like it works you know and i did yeah. i had just seen like a, a commercial like a preview for the ufc on a, a pay-per-view channel mm-hmm. and i was like what i I remember i like recorded the commercial i watched it like over and over it was like you know 30 seconds of oh, wow but i watched like whatever was going on in those clips like hoist gracie like throwing a weird kick and double-egging a guy
2: Dude, but even today like if you go back and watch the original was it the first four or five that hoist was in you know the production's like clearly crap but I would be nervous watching those things. I get, you know, like it was just this yeah. whole thing. You didn't know what was going to happen. The I only was a time.
1: violent kid because I was just like, yo, somebody's going to die,
2: <laughs> well, right? But if you were like, you're a jiu-jitsu guy, and you're like, all right, man, like, oh, he's got to like, he's got to represent. He's got to represent, you know? Uh, like, there's no way he could lose this fight. But you're like, oh man, here's this big Ken Shamrock dude. Like, what's he going to do this time? And I always, you know,
0: for that the only time I felt that uh, since. The first couple UFCs when like you could order them on pay-per-view like that was uh, for the Mayweather and McGregor fight. Like I was like legitimately yes, yeah. like nervous because like I didn't I was like I was like, you know, most we likely Mayweather's gonna win. Right. But it's like this is so crazy. I can't believe I'm it's like I can't believe I'm seeing this. Yeah.
1: Like But just for the record, we're gonna get off of this. You know that he could have finished him way faster than that. I don't think so. Oh my god. All right, continue. But, he he toyed with I mean, him. you could always say he that. toyed with him to make sure that people got their money's worth. Maybe. Okay.
0: Uh, I mean, you Let's can our, you can always say somebody could have finished somebody earlier, I mean, but there's nah, no way to prove put, it. He toyed him. He but toyed there's no way to...
1: Him. He toyed with him.
0: I don't think he wanted to, like, let him punch him in the face a couple times. I think
1: he did. No.
0: Especially if Mayweather doesn't want to get punched. I
1: think he really was like, yeah, I've been hit by my Donner. people <laughs> yeah. that punch harder than <laughs> yes, you. You're maybe. the harder right. puncher
2: in what you I, do. I see. So I think the the pro- him destroying McGregor in a round proves his dominance and his legacy. That's what he did more, to the Japanese guy that he fought. Right. More so He didn't than, let that guy work at all. No,
1: no. See, and that see, that's the problem. That's why I disagree with Marco. Because he wanted to make it look like, I went against a, a, a man of valor, this, this real champ. Because people were already saying, come on, dog. You're, he's not going to land a punch. You had celebrities coming yeah. out. Everybody. Like, Sylvester Stallone's like, he's not going to land a punch. This is stupid. They're robbing the people... This is a this is a mockery. So he had to make it look like oh, oh he's getting his shit. I, off. Yeah, I don't
2: I don't agree wholeheartedly. Like okay. I, I I think the the better move would have been to destroy him in a round. Yeah, if you if have. you want to prove pr- pr- yeah. like like an MMA an MMA guy McGregor in the opposite sense he would kill him.
1: He would, he would try but, to murder try. But him. is he
2: carrying him for four rounds?
1: Absolutely not. He would mur- he would try to right. murder the right. head yeah. kick. Yeah.
2: Him. yeah, he would treat him like Khabib treated a pro- him. Right, a proper <laughs> a proper fight. Yeah, but. Uh, but going back to the to the max size days, I agree with you. I had the same up feeling when McGregor fought Mayweather because these were uncharted territories. Were the things that were yeah, it's happening. It's hard to you, find
0: like new things.
2: Yeah, I thought the first Metamoris gave me that kind of idea, like you know the super fight and some that of the was people in Yeah,
1: yeah, for that fight, I had yeah. A yeah, bit yeah. Blast oh, hold on, but, real quick. When did they add in weight classes? When did that happen? That
0: was so they started with um, it was like lightweight was like under one ninety nine. It was, like, lightweight and heavyweight. It was, like, it might have been middleweight and heavyweight. It was like, under 199 and over 205 or something. But with, when did that it. come? That was, like, maybe UFC 12, 11 or 12. Okay.
1: So the times that you're then, talking about when you were watching it, this was when it was completely
0: open it weight was class. open like, weight
1: up until, I think, 10 or 11.
0: Right. And
2: then
1: I think
0: 12 was the first weight classes.
2: And these were the dudes on the cover of, like, Black Belt Magazine. You know, like, the only thing that you got, there was you know, the internet was AOL. Imagine
1: yeah. that format now, how disgusting that would be. Like <laughs> it would be it would, nobody's beating anybody that's that underweight in in today's time. Um, no way. I don't know. You think yeah, Henry a, Saludo's not, beating don't think a I,
0: heavyweight? Not uh, I mean, some heavyweights maybe. <laughs> I bet he could beat <laughs> some heavyweight. For sure he could beat some heavyweights. Nobody like in the
2: unskilled unsk- oh, not, not yeah, a, a heavyweight. Not, he's no. not
0: beating but of <laughs> course <laughs> but, he, but he's he could beat like uh <laughs> I, no, I, I can't even name a shitty heavyweight in the UFC, but he could beat a heavyweight MMA fighter for sure. I think that I would love to see like uh, open weight matches. I think it'd be like awesome. like a,
1: like just like the one more not time, so like a, a,
0: a special. Yeah, not so much uh, Henry Cejudo versus a heavyweight, but like a one seventy guy versus a two hundred five guy or a heavyweight. I think that would be that cool would be see. amazing yeah, ratings the, 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 to go yeah, back to the. Pride, that would
2: happen. That was you know up until Pride shut down. You yeah. had a lot of those matches, but. Tim, now when you're from your maxercise days, like what are your kind of interesting or fond memories of things that happened that you're like, wow, you know, that probably wouldn't happen today, or I'm I'm glad I was there to witness this.
0: I don't remember too many like great I I remember like sometimes there would be like almost fights after training, like Or during training? During during training, yeah, yeah. yeah, like in like around would be like because there was no timer back then it was just you would just roll until yes yeah you would roll until you were done and then you would find somebody else that was done and then you'd roll with them it was like yeah it's it's weird like i i don't know if i would want that now but back then it was super cool i just uh i don't have too many memories i i, I wasn't there for a lot of the um the crazy shit that happened like you know
2: because i lived in the city so i was right. yeah i was there every day
0: i would i would go there I started just going one day a week on saturdays and then i worked up to i would be there uh tuesday thursday afternoons and a lot of times monday wednesday nights and saturday right. um, and then i was training judo three times a week too so um i ended up being there a lot but i would i was like in and out i wasn't hanging out and socializing as much as as you were because you lived in the city with all those guys um but then once i moved to the city but that was after max size was over
2: so the two the two things i were like probably the craziest is the one that in house challenge match, yeah, where the kid takes a fight and then just gets destroyed.
0: I saw that, I wasn't yeah. there for yeah, that. Yeah, that
2: was great. That was like my first time coaching somebody. You coached J Dub for that one, yeah. yeah, yeah, the winner, yeah. Who I, coached the other guy? Nobody, yeah, and he, and he got to bring like, his own coach, no, because he was just there for class <laughs> and then got called out to do this fight because he took his own fight. I wonder whatever happened to that guy.
0: He came back after that,
2: he and they, I think, they threw him out, which was a smart thing to do. Oh, really, yeah, because. Uh, the idea was, man, if he gets good, this <laughs> he could be a problem now oh, after I, he got destroyed. Okay. That <laughs> what? Would, so the guy the guy was a student at the school, and we've talked about this in the past, takes a fight without anybody's permission. And nowadays, maybe that wouldn't be a big deal in most schools or some schools. But All you would do is be like, well, I'm not cornering you. You are yeah. clear with me. So then the owner of the school was like, oh, you want to take a fight? And then he's like, I could have had you fight, fight Marco. I could have had you fight this guy, but I had you fight the littlest guy here. And the, the guy destroys him, cuts him open, probably gives him twenty five stitches. With the little guy, the, yeah. yeah.
0: For, I think he. It was a couple. It won a couple of rounds. Yeah, I mean, a, like there, it was finished. There was an arm
2: lock <laughs> that would the uh, the elbow got bent backwards bad. There was a triangle choke or triangle arm lock that again elbow gets bent back bad, and then a right hand that looked like and I always say looked like a lightning strike where splits the guy open, Enemy, bleeding.
0: knee to the face as well.
2: Oh uh, yeah, right Hold after. Hold on, I met
1: that guy. Then. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I, I met that yeah, guy. Yeah. Short guy.
2: He doesn't want his... Well, I mean, he posted it. He posted it on his Instagram. So oh,
1: okay. so, yeah. so the other guy was then got rid of because y'all feared that he would come well, no, back. No, uh, we with... didn't.
2: Well, I mean, at that point, I looked at him like, I mean, he got fucked up. Like,
1: yeah. I, was... Nobody thought he would come back. But he but came when back. when he came back, he yeah, said this dude might that come gotten... back with Darth Vader energy.
2: Basically, <laughs> yeah. And they said that they wouldn't let him back because they were worried that if he got good, then he would want to get... Kind of like gang sh- type shit. Like he'd want to get his revenge on Jared. Oh, that's fucked up. You oh. should have let him get yeah. his shit back. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But it, th- they were different times, right? And the other one was when Horian came in, and I don't remember if it was Huron or Henner, mm-hmm. and he wanted to do a challenge match with Phil over. And you you wound oh, I was up in getting in Cal- in California. Yes. I so up- Yeah, <laughs> so I, I have half of the story, and Tim has the other half of the story. So Horian and I think it was Huron come to Maxercise and myself and uh, uh, he was here on the show. Jared was sitting up front and dudes come running up and me and him look at each other and uh, Huron is wearing his gi, but he has it like, like he's the smoking jack. He doesn't have his hands and his arms. It was very odd, right? And it's just odd to come in as an adult already being dressed in your uniform. But anyway, and they're looking around and I go, we look at each other. I go, this is... This is weird because they're not slated to be here at Maxercise. They were at another school, I think they were at Joe Guido's school doing a doing a seminar, and uh, they're like, "Oh yeah, we want to we want to talk to Phil, right?" And uh, like DC was there, and like you know, they we 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 want we want Phil to do a match with uh, with Huron right now. Try and the, the exact term was triangle him a little bit. I want to see you triangle him a little bit, and I got to give Phil a lot of credit for handling the way he handled it. He was teaching class. He goes. No, I'm teaching class right now. Right, you're just kind of just like, no, I'm not I know what your game is and I'm not I'm not falling for it. Jared and myself were up there. We threw our geese on cuz I'm like good defend. I, I what I go out on my shield one way or another. Like I go out there, he fucks me up, Huron Gracie fucked me up. I win, I be Huron Gracie. Like there's it's a it's a win-win for me regardless. And DC's like, "Oh, well, you know, you marco's here jared's here you know you could do them no no no. we want phil is what, what Horace says and you know they couldn't make the match happen tim and phil's brother will happen to be uh going to california or in california we were in california when that happened and you could pick up the story so from there.
0: we were in california and that happened. we heard about it like somebody called rick might have been me might have been you yeah, yeah. so rick found out rick was like pissed um so a day or two later we he's like we're going to the gracie academy he's like i'm going to talk to horian i'm sitting down with horian and talking to him i was like all right so we like go into the gracie academy and we go into like horian's office and i i didn't say anything i was just kind of like like the goon sitting around. <laughs> 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 um but they so they go in and they're talking it's a little bit heated but like it's friendly but heated at the same time like he's like you know don't come into my school and try to like show off well because there's history you gotta remember his
1: brother is back on
0: the, yeah, east, yeah, yeah. Coast. In, in
2: the okay. east coast yeah. and they had gone to the gracie academy through the trainer yeah, these guys the... knew each other
1: like there's yeah. history so he's just can... two brothers this is like tag team against yeah. them one yeah. brother on the two brothers on the west coast two brothers so up. like
0: and we're just like we weren't like there to train or anything and is like hey, well, why don't you guys uh you guys and my my sons we can train i was like and I was like, fuck, are we like fighting these guys. <laughs> I was like, all right, let's do it. And then, uh, so we had, it was like, they have their own little brown room. Right. So we went, it was like me, Rick, um, Horian, or Horian, Huron, and Henner. And we just go in their brown room and we train for like an hour. Um, And it, it was friendly. It wasn't like a challenge. Hold on, the dude
1: Huron was already back? Yeah, they they came back like a couple of days later. Oh, okay. okay.
0: This, was, this was like a couple days later. And it was, but it was like, I went in there thinking like, we might like end up fighting the Gracie family, but it just turned into like a cool training. Which you a-
2: eventually wound up fighting, but that was later professionally. But not,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but different branch. But, but,
2: different, but still.
0: Um, Yeah, I thought we were going to go in and end up fighting the Gracies, but then we just ended up like having a good training session. Then they made us like watermelon juice afterwards. It was, it so be- I- ended up becoming, it was just very friendly. Like I think, but. They squashed the beef. Yeah, Rick just let it be known like, don't I ever... think they
1: respected the fact that you rolled up in there.
2: For sure. Yeah. yeah. So and Rick tells me the story, and Rick and his brother, like Rick loves his brother. Like, I love my brother. Rick loves Phil. Phil yeah. loves Rick. Like they're they have a tight connection, man. It's like it's it's beautiful, like the two how how well they get along. And my understanding is one of the lines that Rick hits Horian with he goes, Hey Horian, when it comes to my brother, it's not this jujitsu shit. Oh, yeah. It's duct tape, duct tape, and, tape and baseball <laughs> bats. Yeah. Right, mm-hmm. You know, just basically saying like, yo, we, this is, gee shit is fun, but you're fucking with my family but now. We're, and we're from South and Philly. We're from yeah. South Philly and their dad was a guy that was not to be messed with. If you, you know, I don't want to get much more into it, but just like, the, like a respected guy. So they understand how shit works. Yeah, but yeah, cool. that, that was, the, that was the fun It was the day story.
0: Uh, it was scary, but then it was really cool. So.
2: How was the training with Horan and Henner and Hero? Did you train with Horian, too, or did no, he just no, watch?
0: He just watched and coached.
2: How, so tell us about the training.
0: Nah, no, I don't do that. Don't kiss and tell. We don't kiss and tell. We don't train and
2: podcast. Explain. All right, train, train and explain. <laughs> no training and train explain. Train and explain. <laughs> so I think that the Philadelphia area has a very unique jujitsu culture because of Steve Maxwell, Maxercise, the Migler-Reese brothers, and the you know like kind of the founding fathers of jiu jitsu in this area. Mm-hmm. What do you what do you think on on that I agree, assessment? I like what
0: you said. I think you said it last week. It's like uh Philadelphia is a very it's like the birthplace of independence. So even though like we all got our jiu jitsu from the Gracie family, we show them respect and everything, but um it's it's like a unique it's a unique area cuz there's not like most of the schools aren't really deeply brazilian, you know what I mean? And they don't pay that sort of like overwhelming sort of respect to, or homage to, to it the, yeah, to, yeah to like the brazilians or brazilian culture it's very um it's philly jiu-jitsu is philly jiu-jitsu you know i think i think new jersey's like that to a certain extent too
2: because of the um, effect from you know right. like the south jersey for sure
0: yeah um but yeah i think it's it's one of the most unique jiu-jitsu places on earth
2: yeah you go to california florida Actually, anywhere i go.
0: have to take that back there's no levels of unique it is unique. It's not one of the most unique. There's so it's either unique or not. It's yeah. binary. Unique is one. It's binary. There's only one thing that's unique. It can't, you can't be somewhat unique or very unique. It's just Mm-mm. unique. unique? Yeah. I, I like ap-
2: that. I, I apologize. I like that. I accept your apology. <laughs> Thank you. So, yeah. So there's a little throwback in history to, um, to Maxercise, the founding days. It was, it was definitely different, not nearly as professional, way more Wild West, super cheap, all Wild West. Yeah, you. Yeah. they were, the size at the time when they were affiliated with the Gracie Academy, because they weren't an official academy, they had a cap on how much they could charge people. Yeah. Yeah, you, could, you couldn't charge more than X amount.
0: Oh,
1: word.
2: Yeah, if you wanted to be part of it, yeah.
0: But it wasn't their main, like, he was a, it was a personal training studio. Like, it was, and yeah, the upstairs but, was, but he had a great jiu-jitsu program.
2: Dude, you'd walk into class and there'd be like 60, 70 people in class. Yeah. It was not that that was not on call like unheard of
0: yeah it's like it's one of those things like when you're younger places seem so much bigger like i bet if i saw it now it like wouldn't be nearly as big Um, but i remember when you would walk up the steps you'd think like the mat went on for like ever right you know you would see you know 20 30 40 people and you would think this is like the biggest thing i've ever seen then here's some of the toughest
2: guys in the world yeah
0: like (laughs) nobody could beat these guys but then uh now i'm sure if i saw it i I i have actually seen it i went there for when max size got revamped and re the new owners right i went there for like a judo competition like a uh an in-house judo competition and um it looked completely different it was broken up into different
2: yeah a couple, couple rooms. of couple different like, rooms like, yeah. yeah yeah i think the the, the uh, much nicer but yes. not, not as cool exactly yeah yeah and i think i don't know if max as an entity still exists
0: as it might just be hibero jiu-jitsu now
2: okay but yeah, no, there's definitely like for for this area, if not for Maxercise, Steve Maxwell, Phil to a good extent, there Rick, would you know, Jared, everybody, yeah, all of us, yeah, there there wouldn't you know, you wouldn't have. You
1: see, he Tim Tim made sure to throw himself in there.
2: I see that he threw yeah. me in there too, though. kind of kind of credit. Uh, yeah, I've recently did the William knows nothing podcast. I did. I did. God,
0: I was supposed to do it too, but I would never get back to the guy. Yeah, sorry, Will look at, how he just bigged himself up yeah, again yeah, he said yeah, you know my yeah, schedule is uh, crazy yeah, so. no my schedule's not crazy i'm just bad at returning messages and shit yeah, yeah, yeah it's actually the opposite i'm extremely lazy oh okay did you uh did you go somewhere or did you no nah, i did
2: it over zoom
0: oh yeah so it was then anything that involves like me clicking buttons on a computer is not
2: it's easier for you to get in your car drive somewhere for sure
0: i'd rather i'd rather <laughs> get my car drive an hour then then turn your computer then on figure out a new website yeah, and,
2: and you have like a super duper brand new computer too yeah it's not like you have like a shitty but i don't know how to
0: use <laughs> it i know how to search uh, porn. And it, uh yeah and i, I want to say xxnx i know how to use uh google the google website i can use that pretty well
2: I've the never Google. heard anybody call it the Google the, the website, Google. but he's right. It is a website. You're technically you're right. Yeah. it's just like the people. Google website. People normally just say use Google. Yeah. the Google website. Well, they're being. Uh, I think they're. They're. Uh, you're just being very, very accurate. Yeah, got it. Search engine. <laughs> Search engine. <laughs> What's your big plans for the uh, McM- Memorial Day?
0: I got. Um, I'm gonna go back to the gym. I got a bunch of work to do because we're open up Thursday.
2: Are mm. you elite? in
0: defiance of all? are you gonna have people sign an nda
2: i saw something somebody posted Um, (laughs) i thought that was actually kind of smart Nah,
0: man we're not an nda yeah no i want them to say like hey we're training again okay most people seem are ready to train it seems like most people in my area are have if they didn't realize it early on have realized now that this is complete horseshit
2: what's your concerns for opening up outside of the executive order like legally financially none no, no concerns whatsoever. No concerns.
0: Which maybe I'm um, uh, naive, but I don't, I don't see. The only thing I could see is maybe like uh, somebody comes in and
1: finds every single person a thousand dollars. Nah, no, nah, nah, that 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 won't happen. Um.
2: So do you? Uh, yeah, so
0: the the people, the the sheriff and district attorney in my county have said they're not going after any businesses that open up.
2: Right, but the the, the guys at Attila's gym. kind Well, of so
0: I'm not going to be making myself yeah. a martyr, and I'm not going to be like
1: word. I'm not going to be like
2: we're doing. It, this. I'm not going to call the news and invite them into
0: videotaping. Because you
1: know, the you saw how of they did that with them people and made them cheer for something they they didn't notice what they said. No, when the police showed up and they told the people, they were just like, "I'm just, we're just here to let everyone know that you're in violation of the executive order." With that being said, everyone really? have a great day and and yeah. oh and and be safe. Yeah. And everybody's
2: like, yeah like they had some like they victory. got permission yeah. to do it and right. then
1: it's just like then they come back two and, minutes later <laughs> they come back and it's like yeah a thousand dollars for all of y'all yeah i mean
0: i hope that guy has uh some like a lawyer that if i think if he fights that in court i think he'll probably win
2: the but. issue is that lawyers are expensive yeah right and and having to fight it is a you know like if, if you're not sitting on a bunch of money to fight it right Right? Like that's the that's the problem. But that's one of
0: so there's good and bad things about him being so public is he can he'll attract he could attract enough people that agree with his cause to put money in for a lawyer. Like I, a think they did. I think, yeah, they did I, think I think he'll do fine. So there's like I have a feeling that like maybe he doesn't even care about having the gym open. He wants he, the publicity. He wants the, the publicity for right. himself or for you can you can use that and do a lot of other stuff. We got so, him on
2: Tucker Carlson, right? I mean yeah, if you like yeah.
0: It's a, it's a, that's why I think the only way you lose in this is if you just follow what the governor says. Like the only way you lose is if you just follow the rules, if well, you break the didn't... rules, you can, you can either turn, uh, whatever they do to you into an opportunity or you just go back to, you know, running your business, kids classes, should. adult classes. Yep. I was surprised. I sent out, uh, emails and texts to the parents and several of them are like, yeah, we're ready to get back. Some parents were like, we're going to wait a little while and we want to come back, but Tons of parents were like, yeah, we'll be there. Awesome. So, yeah. Don't believe the hype. COVID is bullshit. Everything's safe. Go back to work. I'm ready to choke people. Yeah. And choke. You ready, yeah. Governor
2: Wolf? That's, that's your our, governor, that's right?
0: That's my governor, right? Yeah. He's your
2: governor, too. Yeah, I technically live in <laughs> PA.
0: Why don't you have a challenge, Magic? against him. <laughs> i take on the health secretary.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: I, what, I take Fal- on that, that What dude. if Fauci was
1: remarkable at jujitsu? jitsu Oh, you're talking Fauci? I'll destroy Fauci. <laughs> what
2: if he was just... No, you remote? couldn't. What no way. If, what if no just, way.
1: What if he was just greatness and you didn't chance. know?
2: Not a chance. I'm, I'm taking Fauci over you. Of course you are. Wait, you, you never know. All the access, it's because you guys arms. are Paizans. He, are he, he no, might no, no, have the best come come in, Exactly. Juice to the gills. Yeah. He, he, if he's the guy that put out COVID, do you th- imagine Super the steroids? Soldier. Yes, Super soldier exactly. serum. They're, Fauci nah. soldier. Nah. <laughs> Anything to add, buddy? So your big grand, re-grand opening is when? Thursday, the 28th congratulations
0: so man. by the time this comes out it will have already happened
1: you're gonna open it under a different llc so i
0: have a new llc ready to go <laughs> in case any any legal troubles come up
2: so in, in in all seriousness uh does your insurance cover like you know people are saying your insurance might not be in effect during the get the uh, signatures
1: bro get the signatures yeah I'll get a new waiver i'm gonna have a new waiver yeah just get the waiver
0: um I have to. I should probably check my insurance. Uh, that
2: would be. But. I mean that would that would be something to worry about. But if
0: you get the waiver, you the, you won't need the insurance. Doesn't matter waivers. The, so a waiver doesn't stop anybody from suing you. Ah, uh, gotcha. You. you can bring the waiver to court. You still got to go to court.
2: Because you know? so typically what they would do is just say, hey, you signed a waiver, and then like, oh shit, I can't sue.
1: What about video waivers? Testimonials. Yeah, I need you to come on here and say, I don't give a fuck if I get COVID. <laughs> well. <laughs>
2: Again, they could still sue you and they could say, Well, he made me he say made it. He made me say it, yeah. yeah. Oh he was my holding god. a gun. Gun yeah, gun in my hand. Oh yeah. god. Yeah. The
0: technology of
2: the Whoa, <laughs> <Yeah>. oh, <trichnology. laughs> I like that. All All right. Right. On that note. <laughs> Peace. Tim and I would like to thank our sound engineer and studio owner, Devin Wade, for always doing a great job with, with the sound, but also the beautiful facility that we get to use here at SFX Studios. We'd also like to thank Eddie Lynn, who takes and donates his time to the podcast to do all the um, the video editing and everything you see on our social media. So really appreciate that from Eddie Lynn. And we'd also like to thank our friend Ralphie Darden, aka DJ Major Taylor, who gave us uh, the original music that we use. So uh, you're welcome, Tim. For and almost
0: it. just as importantly as everybody else that he mentioned, we would like to thank all of our listeners that submitted questions this is the ninja rock podcast with marco Pirazzo and tim carpenter the podcast for the true martial artist